And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you all for being with us and joining us uh, on that latest episode. We want to start this episode by passing our condolences and thoughts to Her Majesty the Queen, who sadly passed away on the day of recording this episode. Um, she's always been a strong supporter of sport in general. The iconic image of the World, World Cup being handed over by her uh, in '66. Is obviously a lasting sporting legacy and obviously a horse racing love and, and everything else. So we obviously want to start the episode by passing on thoughts, condolences to her family, now King, King Charles, um, and the country really, as, uh, as the country mourns the loss. Uh, boys, do you want to add anything else in before we uh, move along? Well, there's not a lot else you can say really, is there? <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's, it's a sad day, but, you know, we always knew it were going to come, didn't we? So... Um, I guess we uh, we move on. Correct, Danny. I think, um, like you say, being such an advocate of just sport in general, but with this being a football podcast, she had a very meaningful connection to football. I mean, she presented the first FA Cup in 1949, which <laughs> is is crazy to think about as how long ago it was. And like we say, she presented the. The George May Trophy to Bobby Moore as well, and uh, and now her connection to football has carried on to Prince William because um, he's an Aston Villa fan <coughs> and, he's been, and he's been to games and he's I think he's the head of the uh, the football Doesn't association it, yeah. as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, this might not transcribe to everybody else, but for me it just feels like a proper kick in the gut because, like you say, mate, we all knew it would come in, but. Mm. You know, it's just sort of hit us today. Um, but, but yeah, it's just a, it's a sad time for the country, I think, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but we are British, 
So that means we have to carry on as, as the Brits do. Yeah, <laughs> st- stiff upper lip and all that. So, Mick, Danny, thank you for being with us. Thank you for joining us. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, now we move on to the Rotherham United business of the podcast. Rotherham United uh, have our first and only South Yorkshire derby, away South Yorkshire derby this season. Um, nobody else fans are joining the championship South Yorkshire derbies this season. So it's us and Sheffield United. Um, let's talk about the derby first, Mick, because I have absolutely loved <coughs> every, all the <laughs> with the fake loving to wind up all the Wednesday fans. And I don't like Wednesday, none of us like Wednesday, but I'm so happy they exist to bite to all this nonsense. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? You know, it's uh, there's, there's been a couple of times, a couple of well, not obviously a couple of tweets. There's, there's been loads on Twitter that, that, that have really sort of um, exercised my humour over the last few days. Um, you know, there's a, there's a thin line between irony and stupidity, isn't there? Really, um, and it would appear that um, the vast majority of Wednesday fans are falling down on the, uh, the wrong side of that line. Um, no understanding or concept whatsoever of uh, of irony, which which is which I guess is what makes it funny. Um, yes. So yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, as we all know, come Saturday afternoon, there will be no love lost between either club or either set of supporters. Um, there'll be no kissing and canoodling in corner. Will there? it will be all balls out? Um, particularly the way that we've been playing this season. Mm-hmm. So, um, but in the meantime, in the run up to it, it's it's just it just makes it a bit sweeter, doesn't it? It makes it a bit sweeter. And as you quite rightly point out, Matt, and I've done it on a number of occasions over the past few weeks. You know, this championship walk's not for everybody, is it? It would appear. Yeah. What yeah. can you do? You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Thoughts on Derby? We're not going to. You know, one of those Twitter accounts where they just rank clubs from top to bottom. One of the nonsense. We're not going to do that stuff. But in relation to the Derby, Danny, it's South Yorkshire Derby. We want to win this. It's not. You know, we're not playing a friendly against Park Gate. We want to win this. We want to beat them. And they, I don't. There's no. There's there's no love between the clubs. Particularly, it's not. We don't hate them. But there's not like oh, we're best mates. Is it? It's, it's odd that other clubs think see that. Yeah, I think um, the reason, certainly in in the current world, why there isn't like <coughs> total animosity to Sheffield United is because they did help us out during our financial struggles. Like I sent um, a couple of players across, I believe, and um, and we gave them a song when they had no songs. So <laughs> you know, because the Grease Chip Putty is a Rotherham song because originally it was a night out in Romarsh, but fair play to them, they've actually made it li- sound a little bit better. Um, but for me, it, it, this derby is definitely an on the day animosity. Mm. Like as soon as you're in the ground, that's that's it. You know, you're mm. absolutely against each other. Quite similar to us and Barnsley as well. Yeah, like we we don't particularly like Barnsley, but we don't dislike them at the same time. Same with Sheffield United, mm. we don't dislike them until we're in the ground against them. Um, but for me, I just I just want to win the game because then I get bragging rights in family. Because um, oh, yeah. me, a few of me, uh, my dad's side of the family are Sheffield United fans, including himself, um, and just gets bragging rights. You know, our 
on the wind-up with him saying, oh, well, we scored four past Reading in the first half. It took you the whole game. Um, <laughs> so, so the wind-up has slowly started. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I agree with that, Dobbins. I don't, I don't particularly like Donny. I don't really like Chesterfield and all that South Yorks, and we obviously don't like Wednesday. These are derbies without being sort of big ones, if that sort of makes sense, I think. I agree. United and Barnes are very sort of similar, similar, similar levels for me. Um, in in terms of that, um, so we've sold out as allocation as well. I was really surprised looking at when the prices got announced, Mick, thirty three quid or whatever it were. Mm. I didn't think we'd sell out them all, to be honest with you. Uh, so I think I'm a little bit surprised and I suppose a bit proud that there's, there's still two and a half thousand or whatever it is. Rather than fans still making a bucket load of noise in that way, and it's a difficult one for me because yeah, I, I am as well. I feel exactly the same as you. You know, it's great that we sold out our allocation. Uh, but so we should, I guess, because it's a local derby. Um, I'm still really, really fed up about the the pricing, um, and and that's that is the reason I'm not going. Um, it's not a protest or anything like that. I just don't want to pay it. Um, you know, I'm not sort of kicking off and saying you know we shouldn't be we shouldn't be paying that amount of money, but we shouldn't be paying that amount of money. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's great. It's great that um, that people are able to afford it and um, and 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 are going to make some noise for for us. But still, sticks it through quite <clears throat> quite a lot to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, so there's obviously a few different parts. Let's do ref watch. While we've got Mick in the light of his. Um, Welsh car park. Yeah, uh, I think we're, the only, we're probably the only podcast in the world that can say we come live to you from a Welsh car park. I think so. Um, other, so than Welsh, other than the Welsh, other than the Welsh car park podcast, if there is. Well, one. that sounds like <laughs> yeah. it's something very different. No, that's <laughs> a very, that's a very, very niche market, isn't it? <laughs> I think the subject matter might be slightly different as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Keith Stroud. Guys, I don't know how, but he is still refereeing. Um, this will be his 18th season of professional football, and he's still only managed to get to the championship. Um, he must be doing something right or wrong. I'm not sure which, which it is. Um, he last refereed us in the championship two years ago, the COVID, in the COVID season. Bournemouth away. Now, this was the game, if anybody remembers, the game live on telly away at Bournemouth when Jefferson Lerma <laughs> uh, what's the word? Cheated. Cheated. Cheated and threw himself around for ninety minutes. Unbelievable scenes. That I think. I think I remember him. Wiles got booked for one of Jefferson Lewis dives. Um, he did. Yes. But yeah, this is the guy we've got in charge. Like he's still refereeing. Um, we've not got a great record. We've won six of the fourteen games as refereeers, but I don't. I think we've lost the last six or something like that. Whilst he's been refereeing us. Um, he's refereed Sheffield United 23 times. They won 11 of those 23 times. He also, make, not to bring up a bit of, this might bring up a bit of PTSD for him, it was there, but he was also the referee of the Swansea game where we lost 4 3 in 2018 at the mm. Easter weekend. Handball from, I think, Kyle Norton. Yeah. He's um, still up there as one of the worst refereeing performances I can remember. Mick, Mick can have Gavin Ward all he wants. I love Keith Stroud. Thank you very yeah. much. Um, a shock. He's got it in his locker to have, and not just against us, Mick. I remember the playoffs. I think the Swans again, again, Swans. I think it might be locked down. 
where he sent somebody off, for, for, I think for Brentford, and they got overturned because it was a horrendous decision. He's mm. got it right in his locker to have an absolute shock of this guy. Yeah, I, 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 we could do it in mean, his locker, having it in his locker to have a decent game. Yeah. Um, I, I, obviously, we've followed football for a long time, and he's been around football for a long time, as you, as you quite rightly point out, 18 seasons. Um, and and you, everybody across all 92 or 72 football league clubs shudder when they when they hear his name. It's you know it's up there with Trevor Kettle. Um, it, it is appalling. Um, but you know we, we've got no choice. At least we're not playing Bournemouth, I suppose. Is is the is the upside? Uh, but the start that you put, you quite rightly pointed out there. The last six games of, for Rotherham that he's refereed, we've lost. The last six games he's refereed for Sheffield United, they've won. Uh, um, so you know the, the the writing's on the wall, isn't it? It's it's horrible. I hate doing this because I, I genuinely, hand on heart, I hate doing this. I hate criticising people for doing the job that they're paid to do when I wouldn't do that job, you know, and I wouldn't. However, that you've. It's just a level of competency, isn't it? And, and, and this man shines through as being incompetent season after season after season. Uh, and yet he still gets, he still gets given games. Um, and, and, and games of importance, you know, local derbies. Well, every game's important, obviously, to, to each individual club. But, yeah, well, all we can do is just sit back and, and hope against hope that um, he's able to have a decent performance. I, I, I don't know why I said that, because we know that's not going to happen, don't we? We do know that's Yeah, we do, we do, we do, yeah. unfortunately. Um, on a positive, he did, he did uh, sort of a fun fact, he did referees in the playoff final, uh, playoff semi-final against Preston in 13-14. Some sort of positive. Um, Danny, I don't know what, what else we can add to what Mick just said. He... It's strange to me that somebody's been refereeing for 18 years in professional levels and is still only a championship referee. That, that tells me a lot about him, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, that he, um, he hasn't put in the strongest of performances to get promoted up a level. Um, but, I don't know, it, it might be another one that has his collar felt by Howard Webb. We never know. <laughs> but if you notice, like the, the two possibly worst refereeing performances we've had, or at least questionable ones we've had this season... We've actually got positive <clears throat> results out of mm. um, because we had um, Gavin Ward against Birmingham, who I swear if it were nil nil, he would have played until Birmingham scored. Mm. Um, but because we were two nil up, he's gone right. We'll finish five seconds before the actual end of added time. Anyway, um, and then the one one against Watford, where the referee had an absolute stinker of a first mm. half. Um, so I think it also proves that despite referees. Well, being referees from time to time, we don't rise to it. We sort of play our game and get on with it. Mm. Um, and that could potentially see us over the line at Bramall Lane, where we play our game and not the ref's game and not Sheffield United's game. Because even Warren has been quoted as saying they are one of the best teams in this division, which, to be fair, they are. Yeah. But if we play our game, we'll frustrate them. You know, look at how we played against Preston. We played our game frustrated. Same with QPR, Birmingham, Reading. Um, just keep just keep our heads. Don't rise to anything that Mr Stroud decides to get wrong, say. 
Um, and just concentrate on ourselves, and we should be all right. Hopefully so. Um, yeah, the little man in charge in the middle, bless him. Um, <laughs> let's move along to the game itself and how we think we're going to set up. Um, as mentioned, then Danny, they are probably the best team in the league. They certainly had the best start in the league. They look the most settled out of all the team. I know they lost to Watford, but they were probably, probably unlucky to lose that game, uh, only one nil. Um, this is the test. You go to away to potentially the best team in the league. You can't go there scared, obviously, but you've got to go there wary and you've got to go there at 100%, 100% otherwise you will come up with absolutely zero. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like, like, like I said, play our game and we should. We should be all right. Um, but yeah, going to Bramall Lane is never <clears throat> easy. I think they're four for four. At home so far this season, like we've managed to stay unbeaten at home, but we're not four for four mm. unbeaten at home, which is some achievement. And Bramall Lane is, excuse me, is a fortress for Sheffield United. Maybe not in the last season of the Premier League, but certainly in, in the Championship, yeah, it is. It will be a fortress for them this season. And we just need to go with the mentality of we're not scared of them. Mm. You know, you might be one of the big boys in the league this season, but we're not scared of you and we'll play 110% because we've got um we've had a nice rest from the Watford game so we should be a lot you know, you know a lot more rested if you like um and hopefully fingers crossed and everything crossed it'll play into our favor because after the last performance at Bramall Lane which I think was the 2-0 loss when Volks got sent off yeah. I think uh, we played well until Volks got sent off. So we need to take the mentality <coughs> right. We're probably better as a squad than that team was. Mm. And it took a sending off for us to lose. So yeah. take that mentality of right, we're a better we're a better squad and we could probably probably do them if everything works into our favour. Mm. Yeah. I agree. Mick thoughts just before we go into specifics on all of and things like that. It's it's a proper test. We know Watford at home was test, but we were at home. This is a proper test. Yeah, it is absolutely. Um, and, and as everybody's pointed out, they are a very, very good side. Um, but we are not the side that we were up here last time in the championship. We got far, far more in our armory. Um, I, I I feel as though they're a little bit. I've seen Sheffield United this season. They play similar to us. They they are quite an aggressive side. They like to get stuck in. Um, so, so it should be a really interesting game, um, assuming that it goes ahead, obviously. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to be a tough eight and it is going to be a proper test. Um, and, and I'll take a draw right now. I'll take a draw. Um, but if we're 1-0 up on 89 minutes, I'll be, uh, be gutted to get one. But, um, yeah, it is, it's going to be the first real test that we've had, I think. Um, mm. The only game that we've lost this season so far was... Because of our performance, not necessarily the team that uh, that we played. Although they, were, they played well, it was down to us that we lost that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we if we're in our A game, uh, Sheffield United, I know they've been in one come five o'clock Saturday. Mm. Uh, our record at Ramalane is truly terrible. Um, zero wins since 1980. That's nine games without a win. We've lost our last three in a row. Uh, two nil that I mentioned. I think it was the one nil where Mike Dean gave a penalty to Harry Maguire, 
very real late on. I think there was obviously another one in there as well. Um, yeah, talking about good re- poor refereeing performances at Bramall Lane. Our record against Sheffield United is like the exact opposite of what it is against Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, we do well at Hillsborough, but shocking at home. But but we Sheffield United, we do good at home, but shocking away. Can we just find some middle ground, please. Like. <laughs> No, absolutely. I hope we can change that this weekend. Um, we will see. Let's go into, we'll talk about well, points of players and how we think we're going to set up. We're going to start by giving a huge congratulations to Richard Wood, who has been nominated for Player of the Month in the Championship. By the time you're listening to this, it will have been announced whether he has won or not. We don't know. So I'm, e- I'm either very happy he's won it or devastated that he's not won it. <laughs> Delete is appropriate. Um, I... Again, Nick, we say this every week about Richard Wood. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> but he 100% deserves a nomination for Player of the Month because he has been a rock at both ends of the pitch. Yeah, he's been outstanding, eh? Outstanding. Uh, and and yeah, we keep saying it, don't we? But he, he said it himself, he's in the peak of his career. He's at the peak mm. of his career at 37 in terms of his performance and his fitness. Um, so... He will go on. He will go on for the rest of the season. And, you know, again, beginning of the season, we all said, you know, I'll not be playing. He'll not be playing all 46 games, even if he's fit. Well, who knows? I won't be surprised. I would not be at all surprised. Uh, and he will be a key part to this uh, this game on Saturday. No, no question about that. So, mm. it's great for him. It's great for him. But it's all down to his own hard work, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, 100%. Uh, and the fact with a week's rest, week's gap between games is obviously a, a huge plus point for somebody like Woody and Peltier and people like that. Uh, sometimes need to manage the minutes. Um, so he's going to come in, Danny. Richard Wood's going to start in the centre of the back three, uh, unless he gets injured on Friday, which is, unlike, which is obviously unlikely. Because I don't think he trained, yeah, I don't think they trained that hard anyway, because they don't mind you. Um, Cameron Humphries is fit. Cameron Humphries is back and available for selection. Uh, Grant Hall might not be. It looks like that he, he is a bit hit and miss. So let's assume he's not. Would you? Are you chucking Cameron Humphrey straight back in? Well, good question. Um, I mean, it, it depends on how much training he's got under his belt from from this week. Because uh, we knew he'd be in contention for the Watford game, but didn't make the squad. I believe I've slept since then. No, he didn't make the squad. Um, so it just depends on what his conditioning has been like in training and if Warney dares risk him, to be fair. Um, I think Wood, Harding and Peltier have done a solid job as a back three. Um, and I think we'd probably not risk Humphreys. He'd probably make the bench, I think, mm. and maybe come on for Peltier or Wood later in the game. Um, but me personally can't see him starting. But speaking of Woody, can we just just backtrack ever so slightly about his um, Player of the Month nomination? Have you read the citation that the EFL have put out for him? No. Have you not? Ray, this, this this is brilliant. So they, so they've put three goals in four starts and a late substitute appearance will be fine. Will be a fine return for a striker. Throwing the three clean sheets would help to keep his <laughs> his day job as a defender. Plus the fact he's thirty seven and it becomes outstanding. So he should win the award. 
Yeah, that that is someone's had fun with that, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only one winner. I don't know who else is nominated. I know that whole striker's nominated. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Colombian, I think he is. Um, he should win. He won't win because he's Richard Wood. It's not very fashionable. But he should be winning the player of the month award. Uh, Mick, are you going with Danny? Peltier probably Harding straight back in there, or do you want to see a bit more mobility, maybe with Humphries instead of maybe Harding? It depends. I mean, I, I, I'd like to see him. Uh, I'd like to see Humphries in the in. If he's if he's got some training and he's he's, he's fit, match yeah. fit, I'd, I'd put him straight back in personally. Um, leave Peltier there, and, and I hate to say this, but probably drop Wes down onto the bench. Um, he's the kind of player that will be really, really beneficial to us from a, mm. from an attacking standpoint. I know I accept he's a central defender, but from an attacking standpoint, um, he's key to that defence. So, um, if he's fit, get him in for me. Fair enough. Um, any questions on fullbacks, Danny? I assume we're going to see Norton Cuffey and Bramall again. I, I certainly would go that way. Yeah, I'd go that way as well. Purely because um, Bramall was very, very good down that left-hand side. I know I've sung his praises on the previous podcast and on Twitter, so thank you for clipping that. Um, but yeah, Bramall was immense against Watford. Norton Cuffey hasn't really put a foot wrong since coming into the team. Um, so yeah, just stick with them two for me. Just, uh, just talking about Woody. I don't know whether you've seen that. Um, obviously, as you're aware, I'm here in Anglesey. I'm, I'm in Wales. That you are aware that I have seen him on the beach at uh, Anglesey, having a bit of a, uh, a bit of a rest. <laughs> just putting a photograph up there on, um, on, on screen for anybody that's uh, watching on the YouTube. There he is, just having a little bit of a, uh, a sunbathe on the uh, on the beach at Red Wharf. There is the lad. Yeah, if you want to follow me, it's on mixed Twitter as well. If you've got to mix Twitter, it's just a, uh, yeah. What actually is it? Come on, I'm proud of that. For you, it's quite good. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever. Oh, it's Richard Wood's magic art. Okay. <laughs> I believe. I believe. He's, I believe it's actually some sort of boy, some sort of navigation boy, but. It does look like Woody's oh, magic. Oh, come hat. on. You're just <laughs> taking away all the fun out of this now. You're just sucking <laughs> all the life out of it. Gordon Bennett, look at Pear on you. I mean, I mean, look at it this way, Mick. Richard Wood would still head it, wouldn't he? If it yeah. was coming towards yeah, 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 a fair absolutely. clip, he would still head it, wouldn't he? And probably score with it. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
<laughs> Last time I make any jokes for you, what? Flipping it. That's how it's going to be received. <laughs> um, let's move on to the midfield. Now, I want to pick up... We've talked about Ben Wiles a lot previously, and I've got... I want to talk about this. Go put my tinfoil hat on um, and have a conversation about this. So I was reading Paul Davis' article about the Paul Warren article about his contract situation, but plenty of other stuff in there. And it talks briefly about the contract situation with Barlasa Wiles and Chio. And he talks about the conversations. Will, will he be able to keep any of them by offering a new contract? And the quote from Warren, uh, quote from Warren that I stuck out for me was uh, whether I'm able to convince them, I don't honestly know. For obvious reasons, it might be raw with one of them. Now, I probably might be reading too much into this, I and mean, maybe Paul one maybe used maybe not the right word he, he thought he might have used, Danny. But that says to me that one of them had their heart set, heart set on a little bit of a move. Am I reading too much into that? Is that what you get from that as well? I mean, the tinfoil hats. <laughs> Brigade would say yes, like it's a bit raw with one of them, which you could interpret as being wild because it was fairly public knowledge that Burnley offered a substantial fee for him that we turned down. I should add into there the paragraph before that that quote, Paul Davis writes, Championship pay setters would pay to pay more than two million pounds for Wiles and offer him substantial wages, but their bid was rejected, followed by that quote. Right. And if you're saying pace setters, then it's not Burnley, because Burnley aren't top, are they? Or They're in the playoff area. Yeah, so so it would it would actually not be Sheffield United. It would technically be Sheffield United if he's talking about pace setters. Which sort of makes sense because there was the initial rumour that Sheffield United were after Wales and I did hear a little rumour about them offering two mil for him but that oh, no, it, yeah, it is but it's a championship pace set as Burnley so oh right Burnley. right okay. why is Burnley pace setters they're in playoffs they're not really... <laughs> right you would say pace setters are the team that's at the top and running away with it but anyway but yeah so with, with Wales like I, like I was saying it was fairly public knowledge that Burnley offered roughly two three million for him and we said no and a club like Burnley with the parachute payments and stuff like that, they would be able to offer more money. Mm. So if Wiles has had contact with his agent saying Burnley want you, they're going to offer you this much money and they're going to offer Rotherham this much money, and then he's found out we've turned that money down and he was potentially getting 10, 11 grand a week out of it. That, yeah. yeah, potentially even more. And then we come to the table and offer him... 10 grand just as a mm. as a peak example then yeah it might feel a little bit raw like if you'd accepted that offer I could have gone to Burnley and be earning nearly double that mm. but it, it just depends on Wiles's mindset himself does he want to stay at Rotherham with a bit more money and be more or less certified starter week in week out or go somewhere like Burnley where he's competing with someone like Scott Twine it isn't a certified uh, starter every week, but he's on more money. That is the dilemma that Wiles has to work out for himself. Um, I told, but just to bring it back to the transfer target, I told you Chio would stay this window. I told you all that he'd stay this window, and you all laughed at me. So, <laughs> oh, he's going, oh, he's going to Swansea. No, behave. <laughs> 
Um, it just it just sort of feeds into the Wiles in not looking very happy. Wiles didn't look very happy uh, for a couple of games, and it just sort of feeds into that. Um, Nick, I know I, you're not going to buy into this, are you? Yeah, I, I, it, that may be the case, um, but it's a learning curve. As a young lad, as Ben Wiles, as we as we keep uh, as we keep saying, but you know he's got to learn. Um, the, the club comes first, um, and if somebody's going to offer a derisory amount um, for for a player of his, his quality, he's got to understand that we're not going to accept it. Um, yeah, it's difficult for him. It's tough for him, but that's life. Um, you know, the, the the only thing he can do is improve, play better, play well, develop more, um, and and find a club that's going to offer us more money for him. Um, so that's that's his only option. It may mean that he might decide not to renew his contract, which will be a sad, which will be shame. But that's how it is, isn't it? You know, for us to have let him go for two million quid would have been foolish. Mm. It would have been foolish. Uh, um, the club have actually absolutely nailed the colours to the mast and said and to, to say that we are not accepting stupid money for our best players, um, and that's that's the end of that. Um, so he's got to suck it up, I'm afraid. Um, get his get his head back into uh, into gear and, and start fulfilling his potential, and then he'll get his big money move. Hey, if he goes between now and January and scores four or five goals, gets four or five assists. You can another five grand to that, five grand to them wages, can't it? So it, it's down to him to between now and then earn more money. And if somebody comes in, in January for the right money, he'll go and earn his money. But he's got to put the if the performance continue as they are, his value's only going to slightly drop in it. So mm. he's got to get back on the horse, so to speak. Mm. Do we know if um, Wiles has got the option of another year in his contract? Yes. Wiles has essentially two years left. Right. Okay. So that essentially puts the ball into the club's court. Mm. So we, we, we can offer him a new contract and say, right, basically how much... I think it should be a case of how much do you want? At least for Wiles, Chio and, and Barlas, it should be how much do you want? Um, and if it's within reason, you agree to it. If it's astronomical and we can't match it, then you know we'll go, right, we'll renew it for another year and we'll get money out of you the following summer. Um, so that is essentially a win-win situation for us. We can either get a new deal out of them and tie them down for a bit longer, or we can just extend it by a year and get some at least some money for him, which I believe is what we did with... Who did we do it for? We extended it by a year and then got money for it. Who was it? Volks. And Danny Volks. Ward. And, yeah, that's it. Volks and Danny Ward. So, yeah. Uh, balls in our court with that one, which is good to hear. Yeah, I think we're in a situation where it's very unlikely that Ben Wilde will start the 2023 season with Rotherham United. I think that's very unlikely. But between now and then, it's a crucial time in his career. If if he doesn't do anything, Burnley aren't going to come back in for him. But if he goes and performs like we, we know he can, the Premier League clubs might come and knock him in January. If, if his performance is that good, he's realistically Burnley aren't far away, but a Premier League club, so... It's, it's such a crucial period in his career, uh, or it could be a crucial period in his career. Um, and if he does well, benefits us as well, doesn't it? It's a win, it's a win, win. Um, hey, we might be a we might be a Premier League club next year. Possible. You know, I'll pick up a win on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
next year, Rodney. Oh, I'll be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> um, Waz does a connection to Sheffield United. Very famously, his grandfather, am I right in saying? He's the grandson of uh, Eddie Cochalan, potentially. Pretty sure that's not how you say it. That sounds right. It's, it's as close <laughs> as I'm going to be able to get, I think. Um, so there is that link to Sheffield United, which I'm sure... I think I think it's the first time Waz has ever played against Sheffield United, um, from that point of view. Well, so my roundabout question is, Mick, are you starting Ben Wiles based on his recent performances? <laughs> Difficult, because his recent performances have not been great. Um, I, I, I probably am, um, but I would say it's possibly his last chance saloon at the moment uh, before he gets uh, gets a, uh, a spot on bench for a couple of games. So, But yeah, I think I'd probably start him. Okay. Danny, would you would you like to see him or would you like to see Jimmy Lindsay uh, get a get a go? I've I've been asking myself this question today actually whilst I've been at work because I've been away from <clears throat> the training ground just doing my, my own jobs and it's like do you, do you start Wales but he's like he was brought off early semi early against Watford because you, yeah and they brought Lindsay on and it's just like do you just give Lindsay that chance now, you know? Um, but then I started thinking about the situations like Billy Sharp's just come back from injury for Sheffield United, so he will most likely be on the bench for them and will most likely come on later on. So it's like, right, Sheffield United have got their guy, so should we have Wiles on the bench as being our guy? Mm. You know, and that could be a very interesting uh, scenario that plays out. Um I do agree with Mick. It could be last chance for Ben Wiles starting against Sheffield United, but me personally, I would put him on the bench and bring him on as a uh, an impact player in the second half potentially. Okay, you you so you so you you wouldn't start him and you'd bring him on. Yeah, I'd bring him on later in the game, maybe about 60, 65 minutes, depending on the score. Interesting. Could you see anybody else jump in the queue, Mick, to start in midfield? Or is it just sort of Lindsay that potentially could be the one? I think Jamie Lindsay's your obvious obvious replacement in there, isn't he? Um, I can't I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head who, who would fit would fit into that berth. Uh, to be honest with you, so uh, yeah, it'd be Jamie Lindsay if uh, it's not Ben Wiles. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but Wiles has played against Sheffield United. He played the ninety minutes when we lost the during the World Vault Red Card game. He did play the 90 minutes in that one. Uh, so not his first appearance against Sheffield United, for what it's worth, which is nothing. Um, Barlas and Rathbun, Danny, not far from the first two names on the team sheet at the minute, are they? Aren't they? No, not at all. Especially um, Rathbun with his pace and Barlas's distribution. Um, although we could we could chuck Scott High in there as well. He came mm. on and did very well against Watford. Wild card, wasn't it? Yeah, that would catch him out, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt. Rathbun and, and Barlas are, are more or less the first names on the team sheet at the minute, probably alongside Victor as mm. like your, your, your setting stone players, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Swedish national team hasn't been announced yet. Keep your eyes on it, because it'll be soon. Victor might, may or may not be included in that. Um, our campaign doesn't 
nobody seems to make a note to our campaign to get victory in, in, in the <laughs> squad. Um, but you never know. The Swedes may have been listening. They may be ready to get, get, him, get him involved. I don't see why not. He's been that good. I think he deserves a call-up. Hmm. May even be out next time we record. Who knows? We'll keep an eye on that. Notifications are on for the Swedish Twitter account. Um, <laughs> um, Mick, strikers. Now, again, becomes a little bit of a difficult, not a difficult conversation, but a difficult thought process move for warning. We struggle against teams where we can't go direct a little bit because you can go quick, but when the ball comes out to Chew and from Washington, it's not going to be held up. If they can't run onto it, that's sort of it. And there are going to be long periods of this game where we're not going to have the ball. So what do you think? Would you would you like to see Tommy's or Tommy's? Well, hasn't been, clearly hasn't been match fit. Would you still like to see him? Is it just stick with what you've got? Bernard Washington used to play for United, so he'll be up for this game as well. Yeah, stick with what you've got. Uh, again, from what I, the little I've seen of Sheffield United this season, they don't particularly strike me as a, as a possession-based team. I don't know whether they are. I, don't, I might be way wider than mark with that, but uh, from what I've seen of them, they don't really strike me as being that kind of team. So I think we will see more of the ball than we have done against the likes of Watford and, and certainly Swansea. Um, but... Um, yeah, you need that pace up front with Chio um, and, and Washington because he's got that pace and work rate as well. So I'll, I, I, would, I can't see him changing those front two starting in the starting lineup anyway. I think they'll uh, they'll remain the same for me anyway. Yeah, I I, I would go the same way, Danny. Interesting, uh, interesting dilemma, like you say, with playing up top and those two struggling against direct teams. I think for, not simplicity, but because we know how to operate that way, I would keep Chio and Wash in there. Um, but then, you know, local derby, simplicity and, you know, um, and the, like the things that you're used to just go out the window, don't they? Mm. So, I don't know. I honestly don't know. For me, I'd keep it the same because we know that. Yeah. But imagine if we just threw the wild card of the right, we'll just chuck Kelly and Ogbeni and just fit laugh and Kelly gets his his head on a ball that everyone thought was lost in the six yard box and he clatters Billy Sharp in the process like away and it rope, wouldn't it? But yeah, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think Warren will be clever about it and do it the way that we know how to do it and he won't go wild card with it. Um, but I don't know when it comes into the second half, he might go a little bit right, let's shake up a little bit and try and just how they're playing, which we, which we could then see Kelly being introduced. But I really want to see Kelly and Washington play alongside each other. I thought yeah. in pre season and in cup games, they looked really good playing next to each other, you know, because Kelly sort of runs off the shoulder and is a bit of a, a bulldozer, whereas Wash is more clever about his runs, but they sort of complement each other weirdly but I think for that situation to work you'd have to take Chio out of the occasion and with Chio's pace and his determination to win a ball and how he draws fouls you can't really take him out of that equation Yeah, which is frustrating but yeah I don't know what but yeah for me Old Benny Washington up from on Saturday yeah. Fair enough I think we all agree on that Right let's go for a couple of predictions um, as well, 
remember me and Danny got it correct against Watford. Make use of two one to it, unfortunately. Correct. I will go first actually because I've already I went I spoke in a shift in our podcast and I pulled it up to the same prediction. Not a positive one. Uh, I think we're gonna lose two nil. So yeah, my apologies. Um Mick. Um I'm gonna be positive. Or oh, more positive. Uh, I think it's gonna be two apiece. I think it'd be a two two. <laughs> So you think the team goals. that don't concede many goals in us will score two, that will concede yeah. two, and the team yeah. that have only conceded one at home this season will concede double that? Yeah, that's okay. uh, that's me that's me thinking. Uh, I've no basis for it whatsoever. Um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what, I'll, I'd like to be as far away from the mark as I possibly could and it be nil-nil, but um, I'll stick with 2-2. Two, two. OK, Danny? Can I can I be naughty and do an either way bet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would say one nil either way, but um right. I'll nail my colours to mast and I will say one nil complete and utter word I can't say one nil win for Rotherham United. I like your style. That, that that word that starts with an S and ends in house. <laughs> Nicely done. You like it, mate. Like it. That, that, that sort of win. Georgia Kelly will score his knee or something stupid. <laughs> we'll, we'll win 1-0. I think it'll go one of two ways. I think if we can get an early goal, we are going to make life so difficult for Sheffield United. So difficult. And I think if we get that early goal, put them, uh, make them under pressure upon them, so under their own weight almost, I think we could go on and win that game. If we don't get an early goal and don't put under pressure early, I think it's going to be a long afternoon. Now, see, I, I'm I'm the opposite. I think it'll be very similar to the Preston game, where we'll be under the cosh for quite a lot of the game, mm. and we'll just get a lucky counter attack, and we'll capitalise on it. Like mm. I, I've got visions of that happening for some reason. It's like it's like when we played Wednesday at their place. We were on the back foot for the majority of that game, and then we got the then we got the lucky chance going forward and. And Freddie tapped it in with whatever body part it was. Then we were under pressure again, and then we got a lucky break again. I don't think we'll get as many lucky breaks against Sheffield United, but I don't know. I, I just have this vision of being under the cosh and facing about 15 shots at goal. And then we score with our single shot on target the whole game. I don't have that. I've, I've, I've had visions about it. <laughs> I say that, I'll probably lose about 4 0 now, won't we? Like... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's our predictions on that. We should sort of say we're recording this on Thursday evening. There's a chance these fixtures may not even go ahead. You may have listened to this entire 45 minute episode and the game might be cancelled. Um, they're expecting an announcement Friday morning. Now, Mike Keegan of the Daily Mail is. The repeated view is apparently that the game will almost as a mark of respect this weekend. <sighs> difficult one. Difficult circumstances, I suppose, to talk about. But I would like to see the games go ahead. I think that would be good and proper of, again, I said at the start of this episode, very British thing for everything to go ahead and continue. Um, the certain things we all would like to see. I think you mentioned Danny, I think Johnson mentioned National Anthem before kickoff at so there's hundreds of thousands of football fans around the country singing the national anthem, sort of mm. one last time. I think it would be a great tribute. I think it would be brilliant. I, but I, I think it will lead towards postponement, which is a shame, to be honest with you. But there we are. There we are. There we are. Anything else that you want to mention on that topic, guys, or any other topic? Because I think we've just got to in what feels like record time. Mm. I, 
I can't see the games going ahead, to be honest with you. I can't see that um, the EFL would, uh, or the FA would allow um, anything as radical as that. I think um, they'll just try and be as traditional as they possibly can, uh, which is a shame, really, um, in my view. I think they should go ahead. I think the singing of the national anthem at the beginning of each game would be a fantastic tribute um, and and would allow stuff to continue as well at the same time. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I'm, I'm the opposite. I can see them going ahead. I really mm. can. Because, um, like I say, if we keep it traditional, then technically they should go ahead mm. because I believe the Queen's dad, oh, which one was he? Was he George the seventh or the eighth? Something. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 geezer. <laughs> um, he passed away, I believe, in the close season in '52. So obviously, there were no games to affect. But the Queen's granddad, who was another George, I believe, passed away during the '38 '39 season. And I 36, think, '36, I think I've seen. Whichever year. And and I and I believe the fixtures carried on because mm. my troll troll through Rotherham United's past fixtures. There's no big gaps, especially towards mm. the end of the 30s, until you get to 39, 40 when the war stopped it. Um, so leaning off of that, I think they will go ahead. But like you say, with potentially a two-minute silence, black armbands, the national anthem being sung before the game, and if it isn't sung before the games, if they go ahead. Then message out to any Sheffield United fans who have watched this and all Rotherham fans who have watched it. Get it going at Bramall Lane. Get get it going at some point during the game before kickoff. Whenever get it going, because I want a similar noise to the Euro '96 <laughs> national anthem levels. Um, if the, if it goes ahead, of course, which it's very up in the air at the minute. But we've seen the uh, the Europa League games go ahead mm. tonight, and they haven't been called off. Um, West Ham, London Stadium, they were in full voice about it. I believe Man United were away and they had a, a pause for it as well. So, the, the, there is an issue, and I, again, this is logistical, maybe not maybe not proper to talk about, it, but there's a game tomorrow night, there's a game Friday night. They can't yeah. call that game off the day of because, do you know what I mean? That would. There's, there's so I, many I, things. I can, I can see Norwich them. Burnley. Norwich will be up there already, Norwich will be in Burnley. Yeah, exactly. I can see him potentially postponing the game that's before the funeral, which I believe for us is Middlesbrough. I can see them postponing that because, you know, the whole 10 days to the funeral and the funeral is, I think, going to be on the Sunday. So I can see them calling off Middlesbrough. Fair enough. But I think because the Queen passing away on the Thursday and then there's a game Friday, Saturday, etc. Could see them stay on and then they do it more for the funeral because the funeral's like the big event, it's if you like. Into... Yeah, because I think um, if your employers allow it, uh, you can have that day off if you are meant to be working that day. And I think that's how the, the rules work. But we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see what the, uh, what the EFL say Friday morning. But again... If you've stuck around for nearly 50 minutes and I was talking waffle about Sheffield United and then the hour after this goes live, oh, we've postponed all the games for nine days or whatever the rumour is, then I'm lucky, but, oh well. Yeah. Very well. Very well. 
there we are um so yeah thank you all for joining us on this episode um yeah not an easy episode to do but we carry on we do carry on good luck and safe journey sorry safe short journey to everybody going to Sheffield night on sunday don't hug too many Sheffield night fans make sure you're not skipping down the street so wednesday if i might see you They'll see you and they'll photograph you. Yeah, um, avoid, avoid London Road because that's where all the hugs are getting discount. out. And I hear <laughs> there might be a fella doing half and half scarves as well. So best avoid London Road. Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> please do subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you're listening or watching to us. Please do subscribe. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. We'll tweet out of any updates of fixture nonsense that may or may not happen over the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, Mick, unfortunately, we'll be back in Rotherham for the next episode. So this is a final episode <laughs> from the car park in Wales. Um, you have to bid farewell to the car park for us, Mick. I will do. Don't worry. Thank you. Uh, and Danny, it's a pleasure, as always. If anybody's not checked Danny's pie reviews there, we'll open on the shorts of a section of our YouTube page. So if you want to look at Danny's pie reviews from Preston, go on, Sunderland. Preston, Sunderland and QPR. QPR. Do we have a front runner for the season so far? Um, Sunderland's pie was very good. Um, a little bit spicy for me, so it got knocked down. But Sunderland's leading the way with seven. Like it, like it. Um, a pleasure, everybody. Hope you well, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you very much. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's George! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.